0: We are back with episode 24 and possibly something I've been looking forward to for quite some time um, Of our True Nightmares season, we are doing the irrepressible, the unforgettable, the macabre, magnificence that is The hills have eyes Sean Walkin, how are you today?
1: I'm actually quite good, to be honest with you, yeah, yeah. Not, not bad at all Despite what we watched last night Yep
0: yeah. Yep yeah. You have a very cheeky smile on your face. Did I've you just get some had, last night?
1: I've just, no, I've just had, I fucking wish, it was my birthday as well, so I deserved to have some last night, but it didn't happen. You didn't come over, so. Um, I had a... Um, Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. A festive drink from Costa my microphone's all the way over there. Can you even hear me then? Oh, yeah, that's why I couldn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what's going on with this? It was my headphones. No, I forgot my microphone was the other end and I'm not even speaking into it. I'm so sorry. So yeah, I can now it's... hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I had a festive drink from Costa. Apparently it was supposed to be the big purple one from <laughs> from the quality oh, streets, from the quality <laughs> from the quality from the quality sheets collection but it wasn't it was just coffee with a bit of syrup in it shut up that's what Costa do that's what they um, did you know, know, know that Costa saying, don't do decaf coffee
0: oh I don't give a flying fig leaf
1: yeah I'm, well when when you've got to drink decaf because of your migraines it's like just don't drink coffee, drink gin. That's no. why I'm always so happy. No, because then I'll be bladdered.
0: That's why I'm always so happy. Mm. Well, I'm not anymore because I've given it up for a bit. I can't do. I'm going to get back to it sooner. <laughs> but yeah, that is just a taste of the controversy, which is going to be unfailed on you today, dear, <laughs> dear listener, because as I've said, we are, I mean, this film does not require an introduction other than the one I'm doing right now. Um we're gonna leap straight into it because it's it's not a podcast today, it's a celebration. So <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I I honestly I, I have a lot to say about this film and oh joy, unabashed joy in my heart today. Filled with Christmas freakish cheer. Okay, we're gonna get straight into it. Nineteen seventy seven. Um a little known director called Wes Craven. Don't know, if yes, I ever heard no, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing up to now well I don't know what he's up to now but, <laughs> um, six feet um, he'd made he'd made a film a very very nasty little piece of work called uh, The Last House on the Left I Oof.
1: don't know if you know John it's that very, is a very brutal film except for one little very, scene where the policemen are, are like riding around in the corner and has that stupid music that was in yeah, the book, does I think yeah he does that doesn't he yeah it was yeah. almost like it was almost like carry on. It was it was really weird, really bizarre anyway. Yeah.
0: He does have these he did have these weird ways I was Craven, but it kind of served him well. I'm not gonna lie. To him. Um mm. and he, I think he, he he had a bit of an epiphany with it because if you're a horror director, you want to shock people. Mm. And this film, I think he took it seriously as he was making it. This film shocked people and got fingers pointing at him. It got eyes on him. It got attention. And he was like, yeah, this works. This is, um, so you could call it macabre PR if you want.
1: Um, it was like, you know when people give the business cards out? This yes, is the Craven's business cards.
0: Fantastic. However, I, I think this was too close to, to home. I think he needed something else a little bit out there to show that he could he wanted even more eyes on him, but that that was, the, the last house on the left is even saying the name. But it's, it's too, it's, it's too much. It's too, it's too real. This on the other hand was fabulously out there. I know it's obviously it's based on a true story, which we'll get onto later, but the film itself is so, I had an epiphany watching this last night, mm. an absolute epiphany. And I've said to you before, we've been in the pub and you've shouted at me a lot for this, but I've never, and I love the man, but I've never given Wes Craven the credit he deserves. Oh, you idiot. His entire career, his entire existence and his entire life made sense to me yesterday. He is as much a part of popular culture as anything, anything at all. The man, that man, who's that man you don't like who did the thing, John Carpenter, he calls himself the master of horror nah there's only one and his name's worse
1: there's only one I was
0: I was watching it and I only this is the this is the the, the best thing about doing this podcast with you apart from getting, getting to see your face every day um <laughs> no that I go I get to go back and watch some of the films that I'd completely written off this was one of them mm. I thought this is my well, first time I watched it before before I became film aware I I didn't give it any time of day. It was just a little video nasty that some idiot had made just to (laughs) piss people off. And then I watched it again and I thought, this man is a genius. He knows exactly what he's doing with every single shot. And And I'm not talking even the shots where the camera falls over and he falls over with some of the chase shots. He knows what he's doing with all of this. He is putting his filmmaking skills out there and telling a story that is a massive middle finger to the world, the entire world. He's going to say, he's saying to them, I'm going to make this my way. I'm going to do this however I want to do it. I'll deal with the consequences later, but you're going to get what I want. And then I'm going to deal with the fallout from there. And I'm going to use that fallout to make another little film. What was the one, the tiny one he made? A Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know what became of that. Like, (laughs) um, it's all. It's all part of a, of a what I hope and seeing growing up in Wes Craven's world. This was his plan all along. It's. It's. I've talked about this so many times, and I didn't give one of the original like artists the credit he deserved. And I have to. Where's wherever you're not up there? Let's face it. Where in wherever circle of hell that Satan has reserved for you with your corner suite. Put some more bubbles in your bath, lad, because you are fucking god to me now. Um but yeah, it 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 as I was watching it, this echo that Mark Commode said, and you know what I'm like with Mark Mode, I've got a shelf full of his books there. He's and I've met him as well. Good lad. Um he once said, if you're a amateur filmmaker just starting out, what you want to make is a one camera extremely low budget violent slasher horror and make it as infamous as you possibly can that gets your name out there and it clicked mm. this this is the film he was talking about when he said that mm. this this is it and I just needed to just give Wes Craven that little salute because I never gave him the credit he deserved and I feel like a bit of a fraud but now I've said that I'm now immediately forgiven so I'm not a fraud but um, yeah what, what,
1: go on, what did you think about it? This so, is what you completely with me now, isn't it? No, 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 not at all. Whoa, sorry, the chair's nearly broke then. Um, no, no, having i having a good
0: time over there, you today.
1: You? No, know. so I, I came to this film sort of like backwards. So, I, I watched part two with my nan. <laughs> you know, my nan was a weirdo. And it How many been... <laughs> times have you said that on this? <laughs> <laughs> so I was in my nan's my nan loved horror films she loved all like creepy stuff and macabre stuff so so I did as well um, and we watched part two which is also directed by obviously Mr Craven and uh, written by him as well um, and I think came out in the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street so he was a busy lad um, and it was very weird because Ruby is in the second one but I think her name is Rachel, she's renamed herself Rachel. And for some reason, she goes back there. I can't remember the details. And I think you have flashbacks to the first one throughout that film. And I was like, oh, this is really weird because I've not watched the first one, but I was only a kid anyway, so I wasn't really understanding it. And then it wasn't until years later that I went and watched the original. I think it was when the remake actually came out. And I was like, oh, crap. Because some of the stuff they do in the remake is definitely some of the stuff they hint at, yeah. wanting to do in the original, but probably couldn't due to censors. Because obviously, this was um, this was rated X when it was first. It, like, yeah, I, it? I saw
0: that before. I think I think a version of it existed with everything that was Craven was in it, and that was the one that was rated X. Which in 1977, to get something rated X is pretty much it's it's not for public consumption, pretty mm-hmm. much. Specialized specialist, then. Um, he did toy with a few ideas that even now make me kind of wince. Like, he did want them, spoiler alert, like, whatever. Um, he did want them, the, the feral family, which is how I'm going to refer to them, um, to actually eat the baby. The, the, he, the, he, um, the, he wanted to be fairly graphic, like like, a takeaway scene. Like them opening up the, the thing and then dip, dipping in, digging in. Uh but um the guy who plays Big Bob, uh D Wallace, who is the, the kind of most famous actor, Oh was God. famous then. Mm-hmm. Um and the younger sister uh said they were gonna walk if they did that, and members of the crew as well. So they basically said, Come on, Wes, you you you're going a bit too far with that. And and that's that's very, very important to a film. You have to that just proves to me that he had an amazing relationship with his with his actors and his crew that they could say something like that to him and he and he
1: would listen. And he would listen because, is the important yeah. thing, yeah. So I do you mean think, do you think that would have I mean, I think that's pretty like wow. I
0: think I mean you know what I'm like with this stuff. I think done properly, you can pretty much do anything you want. But it's it was 1977 and a filmmaker, a very, very ruthless filmmaker at the time, not ruthless as in he was a horrible person. He wanted to show, um, like proper evil. Mm. I think I don't know if it would have been done properly. Um, I, I mean, the amount of faith I've got in West Craven now, I, you'd have to say he did, but you just don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, especially I'm kind with of glad budgets. they didn't.
0: Kind of glad they didn't, um, because that would have made this film a complete video nasty, a real yeah. video nasty. Um, and it would I don't think it would have it be as celebrated as it is today. You can have extreme films where that where that stuff happens. I have no problem with that stuff happening. As long as mm. it's done properly, you have to do it properly. None, no, no exploitational stuff, nothing like that. It has to be. I don't I don't mind a scene in a film where you're turning away, but it has to be done properly. Mm. Wes Craven is one of the people that can do that, but I'm kind of glad he didn't with this. But yeah. Mm. Um there was a um, complete rape scene as well. They actually bat as a, for want of a better expression, and that was cut as well. Um, the, the There was a director's cut of this, which was something like um, seven minutes longer, and seven minutes in film is an eternity. And when mm. you think about what they would have cut, um, you're thinking to yourself, that seven minutes must have been some of the most horrific stuff ever committed mm-hmm. to a mainstream film. I just, I mean, the thing, the stuff that's in it now isn't exactly easy to watch. No. But if it's cut from this, it's cut for a reason. It's as simple as that. Uh, and that, that, the the copy of that director's cut doesn't exist anymore. And I think that's a great shame. <laughs> I really do. I don't. I don't want it to be a, a theatrical release. I don't want it to be released, but just as a reference to see what this guy would have done. Now he's he's as celebrated as he is and we can go back and see where he came from. As a study of Wes Craven, I would have loved to have seen that. I don't want it as a, as a, as a film, though. I want it as a reference piece for Wes Craven. I want to mm-hmm. put that in block capitals and underline it. It's not a film, it's a reference point. This is his film.
1: I don't think for films of that age, I don't, I don't feel like back in the day people kept stuff like that, you know, like cut stuff. I feel like, I feel like that's probably gone like his the, the bits that he he cut out are probably gone um like they just they just don't exist anymore because i don't believe yeah. that people kept anything like that anymore i don't think they had the, the the foresight to think this this guy could be a huge thing and you know it's it's a shame to say but we could make money off the back of you know recutting yeah. this or showing this in a different way or whatever I don't think people thought like that I think now it's it's different and I think people will keep things more and it's like oh you know we could release that later down the line or whatever I just don't yeah. think that happened back then
0: just just and in, um, in, as we're talking about director's cuts have I ever told you about the story of the director's cuts of a film called The Passion of Joan of Arc from 1922 no just very very quickly digressing into a short story when this was all fields um that I'm so good at um they, they made it's a it's a effing masterpiece this film, Carl Theodore Dryer, nineteen twenty-two. I actually think it was nineteen twenty-six, but it was four years won't really make a difference, and he's dead now <laughs> Um they they cut it, um they had a, a theatrical version done, but the director's cut was lost and it was lost for something like 45 years, oh and God. it was found, it was found in a wardrobe. In a mental health, in a mental, a lunatic, I can't say lunatic asylum, can I? But a a mental asylum—that's what it would asylum. have been back then, though, is not it? Yeah. An asylum in Denmark. Forty-five years later. Oh
1: my God, how weird!
0: No explanation of how it happened. So check your asylums for the uh, for the for the full copy of uh, *The Hills <laughs> of Ice. You never know. That's one of my favourite stories ever. That I remember being told that by a guy in uni, a uh, in uni called David Sofa, and I remember going cold as he told me it. and I just thought. Okay, not flipping heck.
1: Yeah, that is it, that is so weird, isn't it? Like, what what a weird thing to happen. Oh, let's check what's this. Let's check this film out. Oh, hang on a minute. That's that's fucking Joan of Arc.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it and you're into film, watch it. It's oh, do you know what I'm seeing? You've it all told my me head to on.
1: watch this loads of times and I never you know, have. It's
0: over there, it takes pride of place on my DVD. I don't know why I'm <laughs> pointing at it. I'm pointing at the DVD shelf. Um. And it is ab- absolute jaw droppingly amazing. I, I described it once as um, the because we watched it in union. I said it was worth the, the first year's tuition on its own, but I've digressed now. you have a bit somehow <laughs> got to the passion of Joan of Arc from the hills of eyes. Oh, it's hard work, me and me. It's a bit um, of a leap. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where were we? Sorry, I can't remember. You've scrambled my mind only. with Passion of Joan of Arc.
0: Passion of Joan of Arc, it is. Sorry, that made me laugh. <laughs> um, yeah. Hills of Eyes. Oh, yeah. But, um, director's cut and stuff. But the cut that we've got, I mean, again, my ignorance shining through, my past life ignorance shining through. I didn't give it the credit it deserved. It's a cracking film. It really is. As it, as it stands, it's a cracking film. Mm. It's, Unsettling, difficult to watch, hard work in places, turn away, uh, terrifying in some. Um, but it's 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 fantastic. And when you look at the source material it was based on, as we will do in a bit, the case of Shawnee Bean. I'm if I say legend of Shawnee Bean, Sony Bean, sorry, because I keep saying Shawnee Bean, you in front of and <laughs> Sean Bean, Sony <Sawnee laughs> Bean. Um it's not a legend it this actually happened. this is documented case this is this is a fact this happened is its there, not like some of the no it's there's actual accounts there's the 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 um this the kind of decree from King James to go and arrest these people and King bring James back. of <coughs> King James I think of which country. I don't know. I don't really understand that. It's the Jacobean stuff, isn't it?
1: Was he king, king James.
0: Was he? Here? I don't know if he was here or the last king of Scotland. That's Not the film.
1: film. Hmm. <laughs> I do made me
0: laugh. A, A king, one of whatever king it was, um, went out and decreed that they all they were, they were all arrested and brought back, and they were executed without trial. That's how mad they all were. But we'll get onto that later, anyway. King um,
1: James the first of. England.
0: Yeah, him. Um, uh, RJ. Um, but you can see, you can see the inspiration in the, 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 the Feral family because they are primitive cave dwellers. They genuinely look like cavemen and it puts such a smile on my face. It's, it's so horrible that, and and think I mean, they, one of them looks like she's modeled on a, Crackhead version of Raquel Welsh from Ten Thousand Years BC. Don't know if you've ever seen it. You must have seen the poster. The poster's um, the one that the guy in Shawshank Redemption hides behind, and she looks like a fucking like a flipping crackhead version of that. And it's just and I, it's Wes Craven. So in my head, he's done it on purpose. He's gone, fuck you, Raquel I Love that. Um, I, I, that like Ruby
1: babe, is that's what that, that that's what she reminds me of. I, it just makes me so happy. I find it so funny that in the second one, she comes comes back and, like, she's had all of her teeth done. She's, like, an absolute beauty in the second one. So it's only been a few years and, like, you know, her teeth have all been corrected and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, hang on a minute. You'd still have dodgy teeth, like... No matter how much dentistry you dad you haven't brushed your teeth. It it
0: would take I mean in in the real world it would take quite a while to recover from that the the trauma of the past life.
1: Do you know who I think is actually vile the mum? Yes. Oh, isn't she disgusting?
0: Yeah. That I mean, the way that they're done, it's again, it's Wes Craven. They've all got a a toe or a finger in reality. They're all I mean, these aren't like they're not coming out of the cave getting beat out of their teeth with a bone or anything. These are these are people who are like you you can see elements of the real world in them. And that's mm. what unsettles me even more, but at the same time makes me smile. It's just he's just such a twat West Craven. He's just so satirical and so
1: Can I can I money. just can I just ask something? Sorry for interrupting, yeah. Because I don't remember this from the first time I watched it. It must have gone over my head. And I meant to rewind it and listen more carefully to what the old fellow was saying at the very, very beginning. Um, God, what's his name? Is it Fred, is it? Fred. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fred. So does he say that him and his wife had a child and that child was, like, basically evil and it, like, legged it? like ran away and that he started his own family and this is these people
0: pretty much yeah but i don't know if it was his child i'm not sure he tells the story but he's so like tongue in cheek over it it's where he actually came from i couldn't really make it out but he was telling a story about a guy basically telling the story of Sonny Bean—he, this guy, legged it into the mountains. Instead of marrying someone, he stole a whore. And I love the way he just says, "stole, stole a whore," and no one—and he's like, Not even, "no one bats an eyelid," like, just because she's a lady of the night. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> and it, and it, and it. like, I will say that leads me on to this, and you said this yesterday. It has not aged well at all. It is mm. 1977, forever with this film. Mm. It, it genuinely is. It, it just whereas you've got um a nightmare in Elm Street, which is pretty much it's it's dated in its eighties, but it's timeless. Mm. This is of the age. It genuinely is. There's a there's a scene later on when it, when it, she's only supposed to be about 17, 18, the youngest, the youngest daughter. Um, she goes through the, one of the most horrific things ever happened to anyone. And her brother tells her to shut up because she's screaming so much. And I'm just like, oh my God, it is the 70s in there. Even back then, that's that's so, I mean, it's so wrong. I know they've got loads of other shit going on, but the, the, the amount of kind of like, Disdain she gets for being traumatized is just shocking. It really is.
1: Yeah, so. I I do get what you mean, but at the same time, there is like a weird hill tribe family hunting. Yeah, so like, yeah, do yeah. shut up. There's,
0: there's absolutely no efforts to comfort it in any way. There's no moment like if this. I mean, I don't think this film could be made now. I mean, I would give give me this, and I will give you the world. Granted, it's a world that you do not want to be in. Oh God. For me, it just needed that one moment where it's a cliche again where someone sits her down and says, we're all fighting here, you've just got to be strong. That's all all it needs, just acknowledging what she's been through because they're all going through loads, but she just needs that little extra fight.
1: Yeah, she does, and that's that's very 70s portrayal of, of women, isn't it? Which I find really weird because when Wes goes to make Nightmare on Elm Street, he's he's not about that. Like the woman is the strongest thing in the film. Yeah. Um, So I find that really I mean, he
0: has has got a... Wes Craven does have a respect for women. I'm not saying he's a horrible bastard or anything. It's just the 70s and it was just a very, very um, 70s film. I think I would would have loved to have said to him, right, go and remake this. You go and remake this. I reckon you would have had a completely different film. I reckon the women would have had a front seat in it.
1: Was he not involved in the remake? He produced it, but or that was basically
0: it? just a cast chair. Yeah, I get literally that. it.
1: Or to say he and, was um, involved.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's U.S. But they must have paid him a lot for that because I don't think he really wanted to be involved. So, but he does like money. So, mm. but he did like money.
1: Ugh. But he, I mean, why are you down there? Wes? that's why you're down there. He wanted to be involved in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, but they didn't even contact him, did they? which is a massive shame. a producer credit though, didn't he? I don't think so. I don't think he was involved at all because I remember reading interviews where he was like, I I didn't even get asked about it. I didn't get asked to consult or or anything.
0: Well, he must have known something when someone drove a truck full of money up to his house.
1: Well, yeah, he he probably got like checks after, but I don't think he, he wasn't asked about it is what I'm saying. I think it was announced and he knew it was happening, but nobody said to him, do you want to be involved? Do you want to consult? Oh, Do you want to produce? That's
0: that's painful, that because that's his. I mean, the fact that Wes Craven didn't own Nightmare on Elm Street because that heartbreaking that mm, it is. It's it, that's this is where this is where the film, the industry bit of the film industry, really gets to me. Like these these people, they these are, these things are a gift, and you. No one owns them. Well, we, the fans, own them. Definitely. But they, 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 the creator does. They, they, uh, leaves a very, very sour taste in my mouth so much so that I can't actually form words. It,
1: <laughs> it must have done for Wes as well. Like I would be livid if they did that to me. I'd probably be a bit more vocal as well. About that's like you. How livid I would be to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Funny.
0: Well yeah, um I, d- I gave you this comparison yesterday. Um like a one-line comparison. This 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 film to me is like because I'm you know I'm in a bit of a black metal mood. Mm. Um, for people who don't know what black metal is, it's that it's a basically an oh. F you to, to the music industry. It's a very extreme brand of heavy metal that doesn't work on Production or anything like that. It's almost unlistenable and it's an F you to the polished mainstream media. It's all satanic and just wonderful. Um, and it's 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 for me, it's its sole uh purpose is to create controversy, piss people off, ruffle feathers, and um, be an extended middle finger to what's going on in the world. And this film is that mm. but film version. This in 1977, as 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 the mainstream film it became. I mean, if you think the last House on the left was too close to the bone, that wasn't a film to me. It was, it's it's it, it's a really uncomfortable hour and a half of a complete discomfort. This is a film. It's a real film, and it. It must to be alive in 1977 and have this come along. I would have loved to have been there. Apart from the fact I really hate the 70s, so I'd like to have just gone for the day that this came out and then come back here, because I really don't like the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> to, just to be around when... I mean, I, I think this this film is where it really started for Wes Craven.
1: Mm.
0: I think this is, this is, this is his, his moment where he's going, I have arrived... I'm not going anywhere. I will do what I want and I will do it my way to an, to an extent. I'll, I'll push the boundary to whatever's tasteful and okay and acceptable and even then I'll push it a little bit further and then I'll go and change the world by making some film about some caretaker who gets banned. Um <laughs> I loved it, this, uh, The Hills of Eyes. I loved it with a, a passion that hadn't hasn't been around for a while. You said something to me a few weeks ago or a few a while ago, mm. um, and it stuck with me. And I've texted you about it, and it's it's really stuck with me. And you you said that people can't make films anymore. TV, oh, mm. there is. We are the golden age of TV. Mm, we uh, really are. But they can't make films anymore. Marvel has a lot to do with that. About yep. f- 90% of our listenership has just gone <gasps> like that. But unfortunately, it's true. Uh, and the way that that's going, that may actually kill the film industry after what mm. I witnessed the other day on Disney+. Plus, What was the film I watched called? I don't even remember what it was called. Oh, the, about- Rings, the Rings one. Shang Tsung yeah. and
1: the Infamy Rings or something. Um, yeah. Don't even it, don't even remember. It is just getting ridiculous. There is no creativity there. Like you're not you're not actually coming up with an, an original. You are borrowing from source text that has been around for decades. Which, yeah, a lot of people. Not even doing a good do, job of it. But exactly. And everything, every single thing is CGI. So all I can think in the back of my mind is what is it you are directing? Yeah. What are you directing? Because you're not actually doing anything. You're sitting around with a bunch of other nerds in front of a computer going, yeah, that looks cool. No, you're not directing anything. You've got a few live shots and the rest is all like yeah. studio effects and all. Just fuck off. If you want, Sorry if you to wanna, swear.
0: If you want a lesson in filmmaking, watch this. If you're an amateur filmmaker that wants to go out and do something, watch this. If you want to learn from... a f- Flipping master of cinema, watch this. This is how you do it. This film, this entire film, and it is a film. It's a real film. It's not a CGI blockbuster twat from Marvel. It's a real film made by someone who wants to tell a story, and it is a story. Granted, it's an unsettling story, but it is a fucking good story. Um, watch this film. This is a. This was probably made... For, the, for less than the amount of money that they paid, 10 extras in any Marvel film.
1: Mm, probably. Oh,
0: do you know what? Even one extra in a Marvel film. That's what, we're, what we were dealing with here. And if someone said to me, come and watch some Marvel films and me, or come and watch The Hills of Eyes, I know what I'm picking every time. Yeah. Granted, I'll talk all the way through it and say, watch this bit, watch this bit. <laughs> I, this bit
1: here. But- I also think the thing about Marvel is not just that it's, not very good acting. It's not very good storytelling. The script is awful. It's not very well put together. I also think the fact that it monopolizes the box office really makes me angry because no other film can get can catch its breath. They're dying out before they've even drew breath and it's absolutely disgusting and they need to stop. Just fucking stop. Someone yeah. make a decision and say, no, no more. Put it all on Disney+. Plus put it all on disney plus cuz everybody else is sick to death
0: yeah sick to there death. are there are no real films and, i mean no 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 filmmaker who goes out and raises like fund self fund something like this they're not going to get into a theater, cinema because
1: of
0: with this they're going to be on netflix they they're, they're going to be reduced to to, to this, 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 films like this are cinema this is where your legends are born when you when you have a film that, this is what I want to do. The amount of times I've texted you with ideas for £10,000 films that will start careers. No one wants to know. Absolutely no one wants to know. They're up for the next big franchise. They want the next big thing. You want know, something that's on, cruising it. That's exactly it. That's it. Real films. This is a real film. It is a fantastic real film. Unsettling. I know what a disclaimer is.
1: The only films that... So you are absolutely right. Everything needs to be a franchise. If you are making a film in a certain genre, it has to be franchisable. I've just made that word up, I think. (laughs) So if it's horror, sci-fi, that comic book crap... It has to be a franchisable film and you have to be looking forward to your next three, four films and go through phase one, phase two. Fucking shut up. But the only films that aren't doing that are just straightforward dramas because you can't, well, you can't franchise it. And that's why I believe the artistry and filmmaking is gone and you are just left with A decent, straightforward drama every few years. And we we said it last time we recorded that the last good film either of us had saw was Three Billboards. and I genuinely do believe that is the last good film I've seen. Every horror film, every horror film I've seen in the last few years, I don't think one of them has been an original film. I think they've all been part of a universe or part of a franchise, and they are rubbish. They're just rubbish because you've got the same creative team behind them who've got no new ideas at yeah. all. It's all they're just diluting themselves on top of each other, and it just is weak juice.
0: Yeah. The every the Marvel Studios or whatever they, they are now, they they have a lot of blood on their hands. They have the blood of so many what-if filmmakers on their hands because the amount of careers that haven't taken off because they've been torpedoed by these absolute—I mean, I there there is a place in the world for Marvel. There is—you can't have a—it's got a massive audience. People love it. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm just arguing with like it's like it's like the X Factor in Christmas number one. They, they, they just they just they 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 feel they they're the biggest. They're the best. They deserve priority over everything else. You don't, make... The next Where's Craven does, or a, a, a brilliant example. You ever heard of a film called Wind River? You must have, because I must have talked
1: about I've it. I've heard of it, yeah, but I don't think I've seen it. Is, is this the one where it's like in a Native American? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I think I've watched the start of it. And I, it wasn't that I couldn't get into it, because I did want to watch it. But I, I had to turn it off and um, crack on with some of the
0: stuff. Yeah, Wind, Wind River is written and directed by a guy called Taylor Sheridan, who's... Probably my favourite thing at the moment, favourite guy, the favorite filmmaker at the moment, writer, director. Um, yeah, I have just watched one with uh, Angelina Jolie in it and it has been his its first misstep. Oh, wow. What do you expect from casting Angelina? Um, Ooh, she's... She, I do love the girl, but as an actor, she needs to be taken down a peg or two. She really does. She, I mean... <sighs> Sorry, Angelina, Angelina. I loved though, you in Tomb Raider. Will... <laughs> oh, god's sake that's 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 when it fell apart for (laughs) her i think she's 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 amazing she's basically what i want from an actor out of this world looks and just bonkers like absolutely mental she is amazing as a as a hate using this word but as a celebrity and a famous entity she's amazing but as an actor she can do it though because she's Bloody fabulous! Yeah, and girl interrupted.
1: I was just she's about to doing. say. I think she moved away from those edgier roles, and obviously, as you get more and more famous, you get cast in these glossier films with glossier roles. And yeah, I think strip over. all Overshadow that. films like this. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it.
0: I want to hit something, but um, uh, but anyway, um, if you're listening, Angelina, I do love you. Give me a call. I will put you back on top. <coughs> we won't miss Brad when you meet me. Don't worry. I do.
1: Um.
0: I put it there, Wind River, it its it didn't really get that much of a run in the cinema. And I found it on Prime, and I was like, what's this? And I watched it, and I found out the backstory behind it and the, the fact that it didn't get a good chance in the cinema. And I thought, why? And it was because six Marvel films in a row came out and just dominated it. Don't and even. Don't even. I urge everyone listening to this to go and watch Wind River, and when it's finished, tell me that it's not an absolute wonder of a film. It's fucking fantastic.
1: So there's, I think there's something similar going on right now, actually, because, um, you know, James Bond has come out, and, you know, that's not James Bond's fault that it's come out now. That was COVID's fault. It should have been out years ago. But you've... I'm just looking at what is on in the in the Odeon, where the cinemas are available now. And I've wanted to go and see Spencer, you know, the film about Princess Diana. But what's put me off is that it's Kirsten Stewart and I don't really like, I can't really bear it. But I've seen the trailers and it actually looks a really decent film. And it's got like two or three showings a day versus something like Marvel's Eternals that has got 10 showings. And then you've got Venom, which is also actually not by Marvel, but is a Marvel creation in the background. And that's got, like, five viewings. And then you've got Clint Eastwood's new film, Cry Macho. Didn't even know he had a new
0: film out. There you go. Didn't even
1: know. And why don't you? Because of Eternals shit came out. Because of Eternals and Marvels, which has Angelina Jolie in. It's got two showings a day. Clint Eastwood, two showings a day. And I genuinely feel cinemas... I I do believe that cinemas get paid a certain amount of money to only give other films a certain amount of viewings. And they're at stupid times, nine o'clock at night. Who's going to the cinema at nine o'clock at night through the week? Not a soul. Not a soul. And that's when these films are on. Look, 10 to 9 is one of the showings. So if you can't make the dinner time one at six or five, when you're probably picking your kids up or having your dinner, then you've got to wait till like late and you get home at midnight. Who's doing that? And it's done on purpose and it frustrates the life out of me. And then you've got Eternals on from like 11 o'clock in the morning all the way through.
0: Uh, do you know what? I would I would love to, to have seen what the likes of Wes Craven thought about this.
1: Oh, I don't think was, Wes Craven would enjoy it at all.
0: It's till, till the day he died, he was new filmmakers, new filmmakers, new blood, new blood, new blood, new blood, new blood. New blood. Um, he was he was he was massive he he was originally a teacher wasn't he so he understood how he had to teach the next generation and I mean leaving work like this means that you are forever going to be a teacher and that's that's just in all of the horror of this film that's something really really gorgeous that's come out of it because if you watch if you watch any Wes Craven film you'll learn from it and I I even the even the the, the crapper ones, the ones that you don't like, like people under the stairs, which I think is just such fun. Um I think you'll learn from everything he does. Scream is the same. You learn from that. Scream changed this fella changed the world twice. And with with and this this was the starting point. And it, it's such it's that's what makes me happiest about it. It's it's a it's a film made mm. by a film maker. Not a company. Not a. There's no lunch boxes coming out with this. There's no pajamas. There's no merchandise sold separately. Or and there's no. Granted, it has a sequel, but that I do believe that was contractual because. I've seen bits of it and there's about 15 seconds of new footage in it it's just yeah, see, it's, he's gone he's, he's gone he's gone up to him and gone can we have the sequel now and he's gone oh shit
1: crap most of this is flashback but it's yeah, he's
0: got his dog to write it and gone yeah just give us a
1: Um
0: <laughs> I've got to, I'm making this this am just changing the world right now it's busy.
1: can um, I just say Beast was the absolute hero of this film yeah the absolute hero, the humans showed sure. up at the end and sort of resolved the story, but beast was getting stuff done, he was legging it round, he was pushing people off mountains, he was biting people 's throats out. absolute hero, I love him the
0: way that those scenes were done as well god i'm, I'm honestly, i honestly I am in a filmmaker 's wet dream right now, I really am because <laughs> every scene that was that they did it was done this was done on less, less money than we spend on our meal deals from Tesco mates. These, that's how much money went into each of these scenes and the way that they're done, it's, it's real filmmaking. It's going, you can see that the question that they've asked themselves is how do we get this to look real? And then you can see them solve, like solving all the problems with each shot. And I loved it. I loved it. It was, it's a manual. It's a, it's a filmmaking manual. And, but at the same time, wildly entertaining and incredibly out there. But, um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love everything about it. And I love that Wes Craven is a lesson to faceless, nameless suits that won't listen to him, but he is there. And even now he's still that black metal fuck you to them. And one day they'll listen. When when they've made enough money and they've exploited these comic books for as much as as long as they can, I shouldn't say exploit exploit the wrong way because people do love them. And if you love Marvel, that's fine. I don't care. You go, what go for you? But give everyone else a fair shot. If you get for every Marvel film, you go and see. Go and see something buying an up and coming director. Yes, Robert C two. Go on, take take the responsibility. Yes, C two. Take the responsibility and say Marvel, I love you, but. You are not looking after everyone else. No, Stop they, being...
1: They genuinely don't care how many platforms do you need. Like, you're monopolising the box office. You've got your own streaming service through Disney where you put in new content, new TV shows, which is great because other people are doing the same things and you're getting some quality stuff out there, like The Mandalorian. I've recently watched oh, that Fantastic. Android.
0: Fantastic.
1: I do not believe for a second that any of the Marvel stuff is top quality stuff. It is... You, you get your audience and your money based on your name alone. And that is it. You don't put any additional work into it because I've seen some of the Marvel stuff and it is absolutely atrocious. Like it's really bad. And I don't mind some of the comic book stuff, like some of the DC stuff I actually kind of like, but I mean, it's not great. It is absolutely not great. And Marvel is awful.
0: I've liked a fair bit. I've I've enjoyed a fair bit. I believe infinity war was a, a massive high point. Um, if if my mate Mike is listening to this, um, he's about to sigh because I believe Endgame was a low point. To end uh, an era on that while filmmakers, the next generation of filmmakers are struggling, is a massive kick in the bollocks for me. It's just... Yeah. And ever since Endgame, it's been sporadic at best. It's been overly saturated. It's been weak. It's been woke it's been pandering to political correctness and i'm not going to say political correctness gone mad it's not it's just fucking boring mm-hmm. you you can't have a bad bad guy anymore you you, you have you have a, a friend of mine matt once once described a film called black book it won an oscar viga mortensen and the guy from moonlight i think it was very good film but he called it family friendly racism and that's what this is now, family-friendly villains who aren't actually that bad because they don't want to offend the people watching. You have to be offended for this stuff to work. A villain is a villain because he's a bad, bad man or woman. Like somebody said to me the other day in um Thor Ragnarok, um, Thor actually holds back punching his sister like more than once visibly because he doesn't want to hit a girl. This woman is the goddess of death. She's a <laughs> so powerful, yeah. She's an all-powerful, murderous, glorious. I don't want to say bitch, but she's a bitch. She's played amazingly by Kate Blanchett. I fancy
1: it. I I want to watch a Wes, a Wes Craven Marvel film would, would look like.
0: I, w- I wonder what a real filmmaker making oh. a Marvel film would look like because oh. we're not getting the chance because Marvel are killing all of the real filmmakers. I'm, I, do you know what? We're singling out Marvel too much. Uh, it, it's not just Marvel. It's all of the big franchises. The, the 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 main offender for me, as much as I've just been going on about Marvel, is Michael Bay with that Transformers shit. and the To be fair, there hasn't
1: been, has been a Transformer film for ages. That's because they've finally gone on to the fact that they're all... They've realised, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It only took eight realized. films. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've realised that's something for Marvel yet to catch on to, that yeah. it's time to stop. Make your little TV shows on Disney+, Plus. that's fine, because then you're not interrupting me going to the cinema to see anything else.
0: Or trickle down some of your billions to grassroots filmmaking. It's the same. It's like football, Premier League. One player earns a million pound a week. Yeah, but John,
1: if they they did that, it would be like, we're trickling down this money, but here's your conditions. It has to be this, 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 and this. It has to meet this criteria. You're already taking the the, um, creativity out of it. You cannot make a film like Hills of Eyes anymore because it's too graphic. You're dealing with... Well, there's a guy in it who's obviously got a a condition, um, Pluto, Michael Berryman. Um, so he probably wouldn't be cast in a, a villainous role anymore because, you know, that's that's a bad thing. Why, why have you got to have a disabled person who's a bad person? Why do you have to have, well, why do you have to have a gay person who's a happy, clappy person? I'm not a happy, clappy person. That's the truth like why why do we have to be happy the thing about when you write a certain type of character and I'm only talking about when I when I talk about this I'm talking about gay characters because this is all I ever noticed they are either really butch and there is so that they're into like the outdoors they fight they've got an amazing body and they're butch they're not typically gay or you've got the other end of the spectrum where they're absolutely camp really really feminine all that sort of stuff, they wear makeup, they do the hair, they get Botox, and they're funny and nice and kind. There is no in between. I'm in between, so where's my where's my representation? Because you can't figure it out that gay people are normal people. We can be masculine, we can be feminine. Like I speak so my voice is quite high, it just is but I also like going out and getting filthy, climbing up a mountain. I don't have to have an amazing body for that. I don't have to be butch to do that. I don't have to just realise that I might be gay to do that. I'm around a person. Show me the representation. And it's the same for disabled people. And we can all be villains because in everybody's eyes, every single one of us is a villain in some way. So fuck off. Preach. Love it. Look,
0: this is what he does from beyond the grave. Love him. I love, I love Wes I love but Wes it, it, But I mean There is a flip side To that But that This This These films are Endangered species now And they are not They are survive. because they,
1: they just don't get made You can't have A one-off horror film now Like Look at The Conjuring There's like Nine films or something In that universe Oh it makes me sick Why do you have to have A universe Like Bring a film out. We didn't call it a universe when Nightmare on Elm Street had its sequels. It just was the second one or the third one, part four, part five. We didn't have a universe or a shared universe or whatever else it's called. It doesn't matter. Shut up. Just make your film. Or this is what? Please stop making your films <laughs> <laughs> and think of something else. And then the fellow who's made the Conjuring universe has just brought out that bloody awful one, Malignant, which is absolutely atrocious with its fucking B-Tech and drama acting, awful direction, crap storytelling. And you know what? People are absolutely loving it because of who the director and the writer is for no other reason. Oh, I thought it was a great film. No, you don't think it's a great film. You just love horror films and you cannot see any fault.
0: Who did Malignant? What
1: that fella who made... What's his face? He made The Conjuring and all that. You know what I mean. James Wan. James Wank. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, play on words there. Well done.
1: I'm very clever.
0: This is why I have so much time for the likes of Robert Eggers and Ari Aster. Granted, they've had um, Ari Aster especially hasn't exactly covered himself in glory, but he knows what he's doing and he makes standalone films. With very bad people, unsettlingly bad people. Mm. I really like that word, unsettling, don't I? Um <laughs> unsettlingly bad people in it. And that's I mean, it's only a matter of time before he takes the, the money and runs. But um like Robert Eggers' new one's coming out, it's about the Northmen, and it's just called the Northmen, and even that, the Northmen directed by Robert Eggers, don't care. Wanna see it. Wanna Is see it.
1: Northmen like Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I love a bit of Viking. That's a shame. What happened to the Vikings TV show, isn't it? Up what happened to the Vikings TV show?
0: Well, up until oh, just season, what happened to
1: it? Yeah, up until season three, it was really, really good. Yeah. And then it, it just went woe And the last season was horrendously bad. Horrendously bad. Anyway. Yeah, looking forward to the Northman. I'll watch that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's... I, I I just love his style and he's, he's 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 one of the the couple that have filtered through the, the, the managed to carve out a living in this and and get somewhere as well hmm. and I just think the amount the amount of really good young filmmakers that are now accountants and giving up on their dreams because they can't get anywhere I've the only reason that I'm still going is because I can't do anything else I can't I I, I can't I can't wire a fucking plug. I can't. I can't do anything other than tell stories and talk to people about how the camera angles in um, certain films emphasise the the what's going on on the screen. It's the only thing that I've ever truly been a interested in and b fucking good at. Mm-hmm. And th- if I was twenty two doing this now, and to anyone who's young wants to do this, and you know, I know. A lot of them because I went to uni with them and they've given up because they, they can't get past this wall of the Marvel films and the James Bond films and the Transformers films that they're going to see it's it just love Marvel I don't care but don't forget that there's a world of filmmaking out there that mm. if I have to tell people about these lesser films another one more time I mean I will for the rest of my life but it I get I get annoyed when they haven't heard of the little films, the mm. little films that, that are just brilliant. Mm. The the European cinema is alive right now. Mm. You've got so much going on, and you've got so many good filmmakers out there. And but the only thing that people talk about is oh I wish Spider-Man would get that gauntlet off that giant purple fella. And yeah, it's all sound, but the world is bigger than Marvel, it's it's better, it's glorious get to an independent cinema, go and watch these things and then go back and compare it to Marvel. And you'll go, yeah, shit, this there's no thought <laughs> gone into this. They just want me to buy a lunchbox, but yeah. And this is the beauty of the film films like the hills of eyes and the time that it was created, albeit that I hate the seventies, but anyway, you could go out and you could do these films and you could do what you wanted. And you would be, you, you had a much bigger chance to become a legend if you did it. And, that's just so rare these days mm. and it's frustrating. And I mean, I won't ever give up me personally. I'm not, I'm never going to give up because I, I, I mean, I text you all the time and I'm reading through my own stuff and I'm just going, I always say to you, and this is going to sound very arrogant and I do apologize. It
1: does. It always sounds arrogant.
0: Yeah. And I just go, I'm fucking dead good at this because I'm <laughs> reading. Through. I cried the other day, reading my own script. Jesus, John. I was like, do you know what? I, I, I have LJM, I have you, I have the people around me to thank for this. Look, I'm, I'm accepting my Oscar already. I haven't even won it yet. But this, but all all I want is a chance, just one chance. I think if either of us get that, I think we'll take it. I really do. Mm. We, I don't know if we'll get right to the top, but we'll definitely take it. And because of films like this that aren't getting made as much and the all-consuming entities that these franchises are, the, the chances are just drying up and it's and it kills me and it worries me because i want to live (laughs) i want Mm. to go and do things i'm gonna fucking die soon i I want to live Um, but yeah yeah this has just got a bit political it has
1: it's all got a bit nuts we haven't even talked talked about sony yet Uh, yeah well let's move on to the true story so you let's go tell me all about sony bean
0: uh well he was born in kirby (laughs)
1: <laughs> no,
0: do you know what wait right um it was a guy who got married he didn't steal a whore because even in 1775 they knew that was a bit naughty uh he actually married this uh, a girl and they said we want to go and live in the mountains deliberately mm-hmm. um so they traveled off to the mountains with their meager possessions uh and they found a cave to live in on the uh the southwest coast of Scotland, Ayrshire interesting mm-hmm. story coming up about that in a minute mm-hmm. um, and they moved into these caves, complex system of caves which was just, if they'd have built it themselves I don't think they would have got a better shelter than that um, and the, he made the career opportunity, the career minded decision that he was going to support his new family, his new wife by robbing people mm. um, across a, I, it, it describes it as where is it? Um, his intention was to come a, become a bandit and ambush travellers on the narrow winding roads connecting the villages of the area. Mm. Um Good idea. But I, I don't think it would get very far in Dragon's Den, this career idea, but <laughs> go and do it. So he went and did it, and he proved very lucrative until people started to say, there's a bandit and them there are hills. So he's like, shit, how do we do this? So he decides, I know, I'll kill them all. <laughs> so it developed into that he'd rob them kill them take the bodies back to the cave where him and his wife would dismember them it's a family business this it's all good mm. uh dismember them throw them in the sea feed into the pigs whatever um and it doesn't actually say the reason why this happened but you can only imagine it's 1775 they must have been freezing starving whatever uh they took it upon themselves to eat one of them uh and then, as most really bad ideas go, it got out of hand and they became fully-fledged cannibals. And it stopped being robbing people. It was kidnapping people, keeping them alive to eat them from then on. Um, Delightful. Which is which is a lovely idea. If you ever get a dinner invitation, just don't go. Yeah, um, definitely not. And, I mean, it, it must have some sort of effect because... Few years later, they'd had, they had fourteen kids together. Um,
1: it obviously made them really um, virile.
0: Scottish cuisine literally is must is must be do wonders for your fit, fertility. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but however, because they were the same family, there was no one to procreate with. So as the kids grew up, the inevitable incest followed, and it was the years down the line where the real sort of horror I've just said the real horror as if that's not horrible enough (laughs) like it really started to become the thing of of genuine horrificness Uh, when they started kids started to be born with deformations and um, complex issues we'll say um, and so on and so forth and then this family of 14 became a family of about 30 but 50% of them were broken individuals, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And that was when it became a horror, a horror story, a true horror story. The roads were deserted. Anyone who didn't know the, the story, they, they, they'd they go in, but they'd never come out. It became that infamous. And it, it eventually got to the point where King James I, I think he was of England, wasn't he? Um, he was the English king. He was the last one before the... Kind of had the fight with them. Um, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm pretending I know history. Do you know my my basis for that then? <laughs> Braveheart. That's what it was. Gee whiz. So that's that's fucking accurate, isn't it? Flipping accurate. Um, but it, the king actually decreed that some that he dispatched troops up there to arrest them and bring them back. That's how serious this got. And in in. Kings of old fashion, they brought the entire family bef- bef- before them and they were just horrified with what they saw. This insane patriarch, these traumatised children that have been breeding with each other, and then this generation of... I can't think of a word that won't offend people. This oh, generation of things, it, shall we here, say. Is,
1: here is the problem I have got with this story and i'm going to call it a legend i'm not going to call it a story is that historians can't Bastard. even can't even agree when sony was around and sony itself is obviously a bit of a slayer name for scottish people like sony is not his actual name um they can't decide whether he was around during the reign of james first of scotland in the early 1400s or James the 6th of Scotland who was James the first of England in the 17th century so they can't even make that distinction also throughout both of those periods scottish people were seen as barbarians anyway so if you if you want people to see your enemy as barbaric you are going to paint them to be barbaric people and what is the most barbaric thing you can think of eating people cannibalism and genuinely do not feel that this was a real thing (laughs) to be honest I feel yeah (laughs) I mean was was there a legend of somebody um kidnapping people robbing them killing them probably yes absolutely because that happened all the time in those days do I think that they then were this weird clan living in the mountains and eating people probably not I think it was prop- i think it was propaganda
0: yeah i think if it's if it is 1775 i don't believe it as much as if it was 1412 or whatever 1412 is brave heart times that's when my history comes comes alive mel gibson taught me that in 1485 an australian can go to scotland and become william wallace so Anything can happen. Then I would. The further back it goes, the more I believe it, because it's as I said. As regards the hills of eyes, it was very primitive and it was a primitive look, and it was almost, as I said, always caveman. So the further back it goes before, because 1775 was a bit. It, it was when decency was coming into into it, and it was very. It was. It was almost. I mean, I'm not going to say refined because it wasn't, but it was much more refined than 1412. And you can actually imagine this happening in fourteen twelve. You can actually imagine it quite a lot. Well, I can. Um, but I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I, I believe it completely. I think it happened. I don't know what year it happened and what period it happened, but I definitely think that Sony Bean existed and he had a wife and he went into business for himself in the weirdest way possible. Mm. I, I, it's it's and my interesting story about this is um, that Johnny Cameron, who um, again isn't with us for band reasons, again. Um, actually, we went camping to the place about three miles from where this actually happened. Mm. And it wasn't until I was reading this, I went, I've been there. I there, could go be, home. <laughs> there could be his offspring in the woods there. I was in the woods on my own having a wee once.
1: I knew I saw a weird kid in there. Well, they wouldn't want to eat that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wouldn't why? be much of <laughs> a meal. Um, so here's he's the thing. So absolute If you look, if you look at this time, this is when like fairy fairy stories and fairy tales were were like really coming into their own, and they were told in like um, aristocratic society and at dinner tables. And this is a fa- this is a fairy tale because. Even look where it's set in a cave that was blocked off during high tide. I mean, so it's inaccessible is basically what they're saying. And anything outside of your city or your town back then was seen as dangerous because it was, and that was because of wildlife and the unknown, what was outside of your circle. That's where fairy tales come from and that's why they work. It's probably why they work less now because we don't have that. Like we are a global world now. We don't have... But this is our town. You can't yeah. leave it. because Also, it I
0: will I will combat this by saying stories don't have the chance to become stories now. They don't go from through, like Chinese whispers, they don't go through 16 different people. What happens because of the access to information that we've got is what happens all around the world. <laughs> you don't get the kind of mutated version of the story. I do believe stony Bean exists existed whether it was to this extent i've got no idea whether this is the 15th whisper in a series of whispers and you've got a little like a little bit more has been added to it each time but and it, and, and you actually just made me sad there because that's because we're not going to get these stories anymore we're mm. not going to get stories from our granddad we're just going to get google it um and you'll get well you won't get facts i mean i suppose it exists in a different way because 90% of the shit that you read on Google isn't real anyway. So that's, mm. that's the new version of folklore, internet folklore. But that makes me a bit sad actually. But I do, I do think he existed. And I do think he robbed people. And I do think he ate them. Whether he had a band of mutated inbred children, uh, and he'd terrorized the, 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 the land that remains to be seen. I can see it happening. I'm, Completely open minded with this one. I really am. I, uh, mm. I yeah, I, yeah. I, something tells me that you're absolutely not by the look on your steely face. there. I mean,
1: did As someone, say John, grow up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, did someone call Sony Bean exist? I don't know. I've not seen any, um, Alexander Bean was his real name. Um, I've not seen any historical evidence myself to me it's like when they say oh there is historical files to say that documents are to say that Jesus was actually alive at that time I mean there wasn't because show me it show me it and whenever you say that it's like oh well obviously it's it's well I've never seen it, it so to me then it just doesn't exist does it because I mean you can say all you like that Jesus was a real person like, you can say all you like, Sony Bean was a real person. Show me ha uh yeah. show me there's no pictures is there no, there's nothing. There's no like oh there's here's no beans. Or anything. Here's Sawney beans um I mean, you probably would have eaten the artist was <laughs> 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 but um there's no like there's no online, there is no document to say. Like, it's easy to scan something of, or take a photograph of something. Don't give me that bullshit. You can do it. So there's nothing like that. Oh, he was a real person. No, you were saying he's a real person because now it's a tourist attraction.
0: Yeah. He's actually in the uh, the Edinburgh Dungeons. I remember going there with, Is with he? my ex. No, he's not, obviously. That- Right. I have to just describe the so look what that just gave me then. That's not okay there. <laughs> I, I have two degrees, you know, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm well, I satir- have two degrees player, too, so though. I will.
1: What, so what? Oh, that was such a judgy look. But, no, What but he, of him is in the Edinburgh, I was going to say jungle, <laughs> museum?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it is, I mean, it is a very kind of fantastic version of the legend and, he actually jumped off the stage and, and, um, cause you're not allowed to touch people in there, are you? But he actually touched my, at the time, girlfriend. And I didn't know what to do because this man who was a cannibal was like, had his arms round me. Missus, you loved it. And I was, I was just like, this is a strange feeling. And she looked at me as if
1: to say, what do we do? And I just went, I oh, don't know. <laughs> that would have been a very different type of eating her out. Oh, why have you got to go there? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, that's my review of Alexander Sony Bean, fake character.
0: I love the way you'd believe all the shit ones and the one I actually like, you don't. And uh, if, you, if you sum it up like this, I can, I can debunk this straight away, which will make no one believe it. Mr. Bean was a Scottish cannibal. So now that's just debunked everything.
1: <laughs> You're an idiot.
0: It's I've just, I've just had the, my mouse thing has just been covering the Sony bit, and I just saw Bean, and then I the thought of Mr. Bean, and then I the thought of the Mr. Bean, and then I went, oh crap, <laughs>
1: ruined that for myself. I just, it's a shame because I, I, would li- I would like to believe stuff like this, but then I probably believe the Loch Ness Monster more than I believe this, and I actually don't believe in the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> you believe in anything? Do you know what? I used to, I used to be so into anything that was, you know, supernatural or weird or like, like stuff like this, but there's no evidence. So how can I believe it? But then I'm also quite a spiritual person where there is no genuine evidence of that, but I fully believe in that. Do do you know what I mean? It's one of those, if this is a a historical thing that has been catalogued and documented Show me the documents then, because I haven't seen a thing, yeah, and I've done a lot of research into this. If
0: the king, if the king had kind of decreed it, then where is the decree? Because yeah. it would be kept. Because that's what he says is the law, and he has. If if you believe this, he's put to death thirty people. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna cover his back.
1: This is all word of yeah. mouth. Like I mean, when I was a kid, we believed aki lived in a park at the back of where I lived, and he lived in the woods. It's not true, is it? But everyone believed it. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's all word of mouth. And each time the story is told, that author or that storyteller adds his own little slant and his own little bit on it. Do you know what I mean? I said
0: this before, you copycat.
1: Did you? I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Now I'm looking down on you, you little ted.
1: So yeah, no, I'm not a believer in in Alexander Sawneybeam.
0: So you have raised a good point there, because if the King had said this, there would be documentation. So now you've taken the stream away from me. So thank you very much for that. It wouldn't be a podcast of Nightmare Cinema without John having his heart broken by Sean (laughs) in some way. So... I, th- I thought it was going really well for me. I was really happy then, but now you've taken it away from
1: However, me. However, John, there is a book you well, might want to... good news about che- the film. <laughs> there's, a, there's a book you might want to check out called Sony Bean Dissecting the Legend of the Scottish Cannibal by Blaine L. Pardo. So you might give that a little whirl because it might separate some of the fact from the fiction. See what you think of. But, um, Nah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not buying into nah. that. I'm not buying that. I mean, write all the books you want. Somebody write the Bible. I don't believe in that either. Um, that so, and as far as this, the film itself being inspired by a true story, it's not. It's based on a very loose legend. <laughs> like I was, when I was researching this, I was like, this isn't based on a true story. You have a laugh. I expected some sort of like weird, deformed people from all the bomb tests that they do in. In the, that's the in the Nevada. <laughs> and then I thought, yeah. oh yeah, that's the plot of the remake. Sure, no wonder that's what yeah. you're expecting. You know
0: what? I don't mind the remake of this at all. Well, I really don't.
1: Let's come on to that in a second, actually. Okay, so it's time to cast our votes. <laughs>
0: that <is> the worst... It's <laughs> the worst noise. <laughs> I have ever, ever, surely it should be getting better by now for me. It is, it, it is genuinely, I don't think you could have found a worse sound than that. It is, it's, it's, it's the most horrendous thing in my life.
1: It's, it is, it's good. I'm going to have to go to counselling over it soon. I think that's a fantastic noise. Okay. So, go <laughs> on. Oh my God. I thought you actually played it then. Um, <laughs> so you what do you do Like, right, let's start with the film Nightmare Cinema Certified Nightmare or the popcorn
0: oh mate it's, it's the stuff of legends it's the foundations at which legends are built on and it is a, a, a fitting legacy to one of the all time all time all time greats it's uh, one billion percent for the I mean oh hang on the film itself isn't a work of art but no. everything that went into making it, everything around it, everything that it stands for is the stuff of legend now. It is a million percent rightfully Nightmare Cinema. And the the king of Nightmare Cinema, where's Craven, who is everything that we are missing from the world right now. Mm. Brain came back.
1: Oh, I what wish. I, say. I really wish Let's we get could. a
0: fucking petition going for that. I'm going to go and glue myself to the road until West Craven comes back. Ooh. That seems to be how it works now.
1: Okay. Uh, I yeah. I I I agree with you. I think it is definitely 100 percent nightmare cinema. Um, one of the one of the really good decent. Um. Where's Craven films out there? I just I just love it to be honest with you. um Yeah. yeah. So for me, nightmare cinema definitely.
0: Absolutely, and uh, one of the, as I've said before, it makes me so happy that we're doing this, and we I get to go back to them because I wouldn't go back to them otherwise. I try, and I just got ah, fuck up, but. I'm glad that we do this and we can go back and we can see they worked with they did the same thing with The Entity as well I should just just accept that I need to rewatch quite a lot of films again now mm. I'm as I've said film aware but yeah it's
1: it's 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 joyous it's fabulous okay <clears throat> so the story behind it Alexander Sony being fact or fiction
0: yeah you've killed that so fiction <gasps>
1: Jesus Charlie didn't take much convincing he only said a few lines I know but I you know where I live I live in the world of fantasy where the fantasy just builds with everything and it,
0: all it takes is one poke and my house of cards comes from tr- crumbling down <laughs> and you've done it again oh, but man. I don't care because this 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 is all about the film and it's all about Wes Craven this fuck I mean, Sony
1: the, the true story apparently story I don't know. Maybe there was someone called Sony Bean. Maybe he did kill a few travellers. Like, so what? It was back in the day. Everyone did it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I, 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 it, it's just become a legend of itself, which is there's no problem with that. But don't tell me it's a true story because I, I just don't believe in that. Sorry. <laughs> so for me, mostly fiction. So, based on okay. a tiny little bit of fact. Yeah. So like,
0: so, it, like, like about- I said, this belongs to this.
1: Yeah, it does. Absolutely. We love Wes. We should have probably done a Wes Craven season, you know. We can still do that. We've only done yeah. two of his films, haven't we? So I think we, should we, just,
0: do we should just do like one where we just talk about him. I just I I just felt like I've done him such a disservice.
1: No, we haven't. We love him. We love him. Even his name is scary a little bit. So it's the craven part, isn't it? So yeah. let's talk about um what's gonna come next. So first things first, let's address the <clears throat> Elephant who is not in the room, Johnny Cameron. <laughs> Johnny Cameron is is decided to leave us. He's going to be focusing more on his band, Seas of Neptune, who are really great. Um, so check them out. Available on, on
0: Apple and the other one. What's the
1: on other one? Spotify or Spotify. anywhere else. Um, so on the Instagram, they're doing some really cool stuff at the moment. I think John, Johnny's uploading like acoustic versions of so- their songs and other songs. So check them out, Seas of Neptune. Really sorry to see Johnny go, but you know, he needs to focus on his first love, which is Seas of Neptune, and we we love 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 them. So now that that's over with, <laughs> so can we talk about him now? He stinks yeah, we can. <laughs> so um what's coming next is you you might remember that we had a vote on our instagram we we had sort of like a battle so over like four or five days where you guys chose who was the winner of each round and from that the winner of the battle the final battle we were gonna use that as our next season so we can announce that our next season is going to be about remakes so, I'm going to put in straight away, John, and say that we do the Hills of Ice remake. Um, and we'll do that as our next episode to like link these two together, but also really kickstart. It's an
0: excellent call.
1: It is. Um, it was your call actually a few weeks ago. but
0: I was trying to pretend like this was off the cuff and we had. Oh, heard it
1: right. Oh, times. no. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to give you credit where it was due. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay we've enough so yep yeah, that's what's coming next we're, we're going to be looking at remakes i'm really excited because there are some really good and really bad remakes yeah
0: i i've been i've been waiting for this for one one in particular um am i allowed to say it?
1: i think is you know it what it is is it the texas chainsaw mask yes it is yes. it really is
0: it genuinely is
1: well, let's save any discussions about that because there is a lot to say yeah. about that film. I I'm think going
0: to upset quite a lot of people with that.
1: So am I. I'm right there with you. Sound.
0: All that remains is then. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed this one. I did.
1: I, yeah. I really did. Sound. Hope everybody you. else so, did.
0: We shall see you soon, where we go, where we uh, explore the uh, the remake of this film. which genuinely isn't bad. Mm. So until then, bon voyage, adieu. See you soon. March a bit. <laughs>